News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Happy Monday. Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. We want to welcome to the program, back to the program, Pat Harrigan. He is running for North Carolina's Congressional District Number 14, which covers a good portion of uh, southern and western Mecklenburg County and into Gaston County. Welcome back, Pat. How are you? Pete, I'm great. Thanks for having me back on. Certainly. Um, so I guess uh, since the last time we spoke, it's been a bit of news in the race. Um, <laughs> last week, late last week, we uh, we all became aware of what you and your family have been aware of, uh, this uh, shot that was fired into the house of your parents. And um, first off, I want to make sure everybody is okay, right? Everyone is is doing fine. Yep, everybody's fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that's the most important thing, right? And so, and uh, your your you got two young babies. They were in the house, and your parents were in that house. Uh, you are not, and I guess your wife was not, uh, because it's your parents' house, and you guys are in Charlotte and campaigning. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. So, Pete, this all this all started right after the primary election when Jeff Jackson, my opponent, started lying about me, and I'm not even talking about like normal lies that politicians tell. I'm talking about a different level of uh, nasty rhetoric and vile lies. For instance, you know, we've talked before. I'm in the defense industry. Specifically, I've got a couple companies that manufacture small arms, and my opponent has been saying that I profit from the deaths of children. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly reprehensible things. And that started a a cascade of consequences for my family and I throughout this campaign. Uh, in, In the early summer, I received a very credible death threat uh, Jeff Jackson then went on and had an air of judgment and actually filmed an ad at one of my homes uh, up in Hickory and displayed that on television for everybody to see. He has filed a complaint that included a picture of my kids uh, in this election. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago, we have the shot that you just referenced as my parents were sitting and watching television at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, a shot came through their house uh, and, and hit about 20 feet from, from where my kids were sleeping that night. Uh, this, this is just a very, uh, you know, it's been a very dangerous time uh, for me and my family being in this race. And it's, it's just frustrating that Jeff Jackson wants to talk about anything other than the things that actually really matter in this race to the people of the 14th district, you don't want to even touch the economy. He certainly doesn't want to talk about inflation, crime, education, the southern border. Those are nowhere in any of the things that he's got a plan uh, or a solution for. Uh, this guy is scared to debate. He is scared to act. And he is scared to admit that he will make inflation worse in Congress. And he's willing to talk about anything else that takes away or distracts the people from the things that actually really matter. And he sacrificed the safety and security of my family on the altar of scoring political points. It's unbelievably frustrating to me. One, well, I will tell you, I live in the district. I get all of the, I'm registered unaffiliated. I have seen all of the mailers. Uh, I've seen the yep. pull quotes that he has sent out on this stuff. Um, one of the things, well, first, just for clarification, because I've, I've been confused on some of the reporting on, on what has happened. So, And you just said it there. You said one of my homes in Hickory. Yep. But it's my, and and maybe I didn't track it down well enough, but, I mean, I only saw you owning one home up there. Is that incorrect? 
Well, so we've got a place down here in Charlotte as well. Right. So when I'm saying one of one of my one of my homes, I'm, I'm I got you. Just referring to the the lake home that we have. The one up there. Okay, I got you. I, I wasn't sure if there were multiple homes up there because then I heard that it was the parents, your parents' house, and then uh, the Jackson campaign yeah, said, "Well, look, we shot the video at his house, not his parents' house, and so that's totally different, and we're totally fine. There's no connection." And 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 look. From a, a security perspective, it's even more disconcerting that this happened at my parents' house up in Hickory because they have a home up there as well. I wish that this had happened at my lake home. The fact that this actually happened at my parents' home while my kids were sleeping there is far more disconcerting from a security situation yeah. given the other threats that we have received over the course of this campaign. And, and Pete, frankly, a lot of that I can't talk about. Sure. But it's even a bigger problem that it's at my parents' home and not not my wake up. Right. Well, the first thing I thought when I heard that it was your parents' house, not your house, I said, well, does that mean that somebody was watching them? That's the first thing I thought of, and I'm sure others have as well. You don't have to comment on that. Do you have any— I think uh, that's what would come to any parent's mind right. in the situation. Um, is there, uh, is there any, or were there any cameras in the neighborhood that might be able to narrow down? I mean, you know the time of night when it apparently happened, and I'm assuming that they got a— they have an idea of like where it came from, the general direction, and again, without jeopardizing the investigation, I got to believe that uh, somebody's got some sort of uh, ring doorbell system or something that may have caught something. You know, I I wish that was the case. At this juncture, we have a lot more questions than we have answers, mm-hmm. and that's actually incredibly disconcerting to me. Uh, you know, when you're a candidate, you are on your own for your own security. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a, a somebody that holds elected office at this point. And so we've just taken the, the measure of sending my entire family, my extended family, uh, out of state for the duration of this race. We made that call uh, several weeks ago. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's very unfortunate that Jeff Jackson has gone down the road of writing a check that I have to cash with my family's security. Uh, I just I can't understand why he did it, why he has pursued this campaign the way that he has when he promised uh, to put forth an honest and decent campaign. This is the most dishonest and indecent campaign that I could have imagined he would run. And you mentioned a lot of those mailers that, that you've seen as yeah. independent. Look, the Democratic Party in North Carolina and the Democratic Party in Mecklenburg County is complicit in this scheme as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's just very frustrating that this is what we're dealing with at this point in time. One of the things they uh, on one of the mailers is this pull quote that is uh, sort of a, a hybrid of two pieces of a response, it seemed like. And then one side of the mailer, it characterizes your comments about this, uh, the aftermath of the Sandy Hook massacre. On one side, it says something and then you read the backside and it doesn't say that. And in fact, it's two different quotes kind of separated by the three dots, which indicates to me uh, being in journalism that I have been, like, I know, like, that means that, that you've taken something from one sentence and another part from a different sentence, and you've put them together, and they don't tell us what the full quote was. So what was this original uh, comment made about uh, the sale of AR-15s after the Sandy Hook massacre? I have no idea. This is completely contrived and manufactured. It, it has been from the very beginning, and, and there have been other mailers that are out there on other topics like abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just, it's this, it's been this steady stream of vitriol and hate that has demonized my character. 
and, and, and I don't know what other way to put it. And so when, when we, you know, President Obama has talked about this in, in the last couple of weeks. President Biden has talked about this. Uh, I think that we have learned great lessons in this country from the experiences of Steve Scalise and Brett Kavanaugh and, and you know, latest uh, Paul Pelosi, but there's been scores of others across the country who are either running for elected office or holding elected office where, look, you just can't tell these untruths to such an extreme that the extremes of our society latches onto them and, and potentially acts off of them. It, it is irresponsible uh, to, to do so, and that's exactly what the Jackson campaign has done. But remember, it's only to distract from the issues that really matter in this race. And this whole shooting, it's a distraction. I'm completely focused on the things that are actually going to restore uh, trust in our institutions, in our elected officials. I'm going to do everything that I can to get away from this runaway inflation that we have. And, and, and that's the thing that I'm focused on first and foremost. I'm not going to let any of this nonsense distraction uh, take me away from that aim. Pat Harrigan is the Republican candidate for U.S. House uh, uh, District 14, which, again, is a good portion of uh, Mecklenburg County, south and west, a little bit of uptown, and then into Gaston County as well. And, of course, Election Day is tomorrow. You're going to be out working polls tomorrow. Although, I guess by by tomorrow, you're kind of like, what's done is done, right? The campaign, whatever uh, whatever worked, worked, and whatever didn't, didn't. And uh, tomorrow is kind of just going to be torn around and meeting voters. But I think a lot of people have probably made up their minds by then. You know, the cake is baked, but I'm going to tell you this right now uh, for your listeners. If you guys think that your vote doesn't count in a Democratic district, that is not the case in this election. My team has finished crunching the absentee and early voting numbers, and we are well within striking distance of perhaps the biggest upset victory across the country. But I need every single vote out here that we can get. And, uh, Pete, that's what I'm going to be focused on over the next 24 hours is just getting people to the polls. Look, what I have been telling people is this. I spent 18 months in Afghanistan. I'm asking you to help me take our country back by taking 18 minutes of your time to go vote tomorrow. Uh, the more that we can get that message out, look, there, there is something big moving here. The momentum is in our favor, and I'm truly, truly, truly appreciative of all the folks uh, that truly care about changing the direction this country is moving right now. Pat, appreciate the time, sir. Stay safe, and good luck on the campaign trail. Pete, thanks so much. Take care. Absolutely. You too. That's Pat Harrigan. That's Jimmy Buffett. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Hey, a reminder. uh, The Charlotte Auto Show. Yeah, it's back. The 29th year at the Charlotte Convention Center going to be thursday november 17th through sunday november 20th and actually our own brett winterbill is going to be down there on the 17th at 3 p.m for hero day free entry with id suppression for those who <laughs> you gotta have an id um if you've gone above and beyond to honor uh above and beyond to honor and serve including the medical community teachers first responders active military and veterans all are welcome for free on hero day the 17th go check it out oh and they've got like the electric cars too they've got the uh family fun zone as well low pressure environment really cool cars i was there last year it's quite an event go check it out uh it is thursday november 17th through sunday november 20th 
at the Charlotte Convention Center. Uh, so let me get to some of the uh, some of the details here on this uh, on the shooting. And again, thanks to Pat Harrigan for joining me today. I appreciate uh, getting some clarity because this this story has developed in a, in fits and starts, and it's been difficult to kind of figure out. And on the one hand, I understand that you've got um, a police investigation active, and I believe the FBI is involved in it as well. So it's difficult to get information, and you don't want to disclose a lot of information. Um, because you don't want to jeopardize the investigation. I do feel the need to to take the Charlotte Observer to task, along with the reporter on the story, Will Wright, who made a who made an obvious point. I mean, just beat us over the head with this phrase without evidence, without evidence headline without evidence. NC candidate says opponents actions led to shooting at parents home. And then the story begins without providing any evidence. Pat Harrigan on Friday told Fox News viewers his Democratic opponent's language and actions led to a shooting at his parents' home. Uh, and then a subheadline later on, without providing evidence, Harrigan blames Jackson. Um, the word you are looking for is actually proof, not evidence. Not evidence, because there is evidence. There is evidence that it's connected. Now, you may not like that evidence because it makes you feel awkward around baby Jesus, Jeff Jackson, but it's evidence. It's, subs- it's circumstantial evidence. It's not proof, but you know how many cases go to trial with circumstantial evidence? It's like almost all of them. You have enough pieces of circumstantial evidence where it becomes more likely then a reasonable person would believe otherwise that something did occur and this person is responsible for doing that something. Circumstantial evidence. You line up enough pieces of circumstantial evidence, and as the prosecutor said during the Ray Carruth trial, Ray Carruth is either the unluckiest man to ever walk the face of the planet or all of the evidence points in this direction because he did it. Right? That's what circumstantial evidence is. Now, what they don't have right now is proof of a connection. See, that's the word you're looking for, is proof. They have not proven that there's a connection. Much like, for example, there is no proof that the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi was inspired by any particular Republican's comments about anything. Right? A decades-long, hardcore drug abuser with psychotic episodes... He was deranged. Was he uh, a conspiracy theorist? Absolutely. He was also a leftist at one point. I don't know what drove him which way. I don't know. But those those are pieces of circumstantial evidence that you can point to, like when he walks in and says, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Now you can say, ah, oh, there's some sort of political motivation behind this. Yeah, because it's circumstantial evidence. He's saying this thing. But maybe he, I mean, we found out later, of course, that he's like, oh, I'm going to break her kneecap. So, and by the way, do we, can we get a copy of the list that the guy had? I'm curious to know who else was on that list. What was his name? DePepe? 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 Whatever. That guy who attacked Paul Pelosi. I want to know the other names on his hit list. You know, the kind of hit list that James Hodgkinson had. The guy who tried to assassinate Steve Scalise and, you know, 11 or 12 other Republican uh, congressional members on a ball field. And the only reason he was unsuccessful was because he was a terrible shot. Literally. So, um, who else was on the list? 
Because that would also be more evidence that may or may not prove a political rhetoric connection. I don't know if there is one or not. Right now, there's some pieces of evidence that might connect the Pelosi thing to political rhetoric. I don't know of whom specifically, but maybe there's more evidence to come out. But you build a case around that with the evidence. Much like in this case, I'd like to know more of the evidence, but we got to wait for police to provide that. But there, there are connections here. You don't get to send out the mailers that Jeff Jackson has sent out and the Democratic Party has sent out, and you don't get to give these quotes... Talking about, where is it? Uh, Here it is. Asked to respond, Jackson said Harrigan's statement is an admission that he saw and used the Sandy Hook massacre as a business opportunity to sell more assault weapons. Most Americans will find that obscene. That's disgusting. But that's what Jeff Jackson has been trafficking in. This is what he's been doing. This, And I've been getting his mailers. This is what he's been saying in the mailers. So... What is he talking about? He's talking about an interview that uh, Harrigan gave to a podcast on the Firearms Radio Network where he talked about how after Sandy Hook, gun sales increased. And why did that happen? Because of the left. Because of people like Jackson that went out saying, we are going to come take your guns. And what that does is it inspires people who didn't have the gun to go out and buy one because they're afraid they won't be able to buy one if Democrats get their way. That's what Harrigan is referencing. And Jackson turns it into this disgusting attack that he saw and used the massacre as a business opportunity. That's what Jeff Jackson has been trafficking in. And then lo and behold, somebody takes a shot at Harrigan's family's house, which to me indicates that they knew where both of the homes were, and they may have actually been following the people. Or maybe it's coincidental and it was just a random drive-by. I mean, it is, right? Is Hickory run by Democrats? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. All right, so the timeline goes like this. You've got a... um, you got an opposition research uh, dump that goes to the Charlotte Observer, apparently, um, that... uh, And they say... They basically acknowledge it in their story. They say Jackson's campaign points the... Pointed the Observer to an interview that Pat Harrigan gave in 2018. All right, so that right there tells me, okay, this was Jeff Jackson's campaign with uh, with opposition research, and they went to the Charlotte Observer and uh, they got the story gun, uh, done. That's how they that's how they got this story into the media, and this was back in July, right? July sixth. So here's how it reads: that uh, Harrigan was on the AR15 podcast on the Firearms Radio Network. In the interview, Harrigan said his business benefited from the increase in gun sales following the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut in 2012. Well, if you are selling AR-15s, there is a shooting. Democrats rush out to say, let's ban AR-15s. And then that prompts people to go buy AR-15s. Then, yes, if you're selling those guns, you will see an increase in sales. Are you benefiting from the massacre or are you benefiting from the Democrat rhetoric? 
At that, he, this is what he said. At that time, AR-15s were kind of in their heyday. Sandy Hook had happened, and there was a shortage of AR-15s. So that's the one sentence that Democrats and Jackson are using to smear Harrigan for his business, that he, he manufactures firearms. In his statement to The Observer, Harrigan said, quote, it's an unfortunate fact that a firearms-related tragedy after a tragedy, gun sales go up due in large part to the reckless political dialogue that ensues shortly thereafter, which makes law-abiding citizens concerned that their rights to own firearms will be threatened. It's my hope that reasonable political... Like, people don't go out and buy ar 15 Hang on a second. They don't go out and buy AR-15s after a school shooting because of the school shooting. It's not like oh, yay, I want that gun that that guy used to kill all those babies. That, that, that's not the motivation. The fact that Democrats believe that to be the case, I would submit indicates their complete and utter lack of knowledge about really anything firearms-related. If, if a tragedy occurs, if a, a mass shooting occurs, it doesn't prompt a run on those weapons because of the tragedy. It's the rhetoric that says, let's ban those weapons that prompts the gun sales. This is why people in the Second Amendment uh, community have been saying for years the best salesman they've ever had was Obama. Because whenever he would, I mean, not uh, also, yes, the Fast and Furious stuff, because he was like literally like buying up all of the guns and shipping them overseas. But the, 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 other, the other side of it is that you keep engaging in this rhetoric of we're coming to take your guns. And then Biden continues and it creates this panic buying. Among people who have been interested but didn't want to buy it just yet, they're expensive, whatever, they haven't done it, and then all of a sudden they start hearing about real efforts to rein them in and maybe ban them. And if you think Democrats are going to win and they're going to be able to ban this particular gun that you were looking to buy, then, yeah, you're going to go out and buy it now. That's how that happens. And that's what Harrigan points to. And he said, it's my hope that reasonable political leaders— will lower the temperature on that kind of dialogue and instead focus on solutions that will result in more lives saved and less political opportunism. Unfortunately, Jeff Jackson's too busy planting stories like this than defending his policies that are wrecking our economy and causing record inflation. And Jackson's response was that Harrigan's statement is an admission that he saw and used the Sandy Hook massacre as a business opportunity to sell more assault weapons. Most Americans will find that obscene. No, I find that statement to be obscene. I find Jeff Jackson's comment to be obscene. That's what I find obscene. He's saying Harrigan. So what is what is Jackson doing? He's projecting the uh, he's projecting the motive. He's projecting motive to his opponent, or I guess he would call him his enemy, right? He's projecting because that's it's a dehumanization uh, effort. He's projecting this this motive. He's assuming motive that you see a massacre of school kids, and he sees this as a business opportunity, and that's a lie. Harrigan has said the reason why the business increased was because of the rhetoric after the shooting. You could make the argument that Democrats are the reason for his increased sales. No? Next up, let me go back to the uh, Observer article on this, where they keep saying, without providing any evidence, Pat Harrigan says that uh, it's the his Democratic opponent's language and actions that led to a shooting at his parents' home. 
Neither law enforcement nor Harrigan's campaign have provided evidence that the shooting was politically motivated. Like, this is, well, I don't know. You guys just got to give it to me. You're going to have to prove it to me. You're going to have to give me this evidence. You already have evidence. You've got this, you got the, uh, the summer opposition research that was given to the observer, which do you think maybe they have uh, an interest in sort of covering their tracks on this too? Like, oh, we were just reporting this. We don't have any responsibility in the shot that went through the parents' home's window, right? No, no, no. We're, we're, we were just reporting the facts, you know, as given to us by Jeff Jackson's campaign, right? So that's why they keep saying, no evidence, no evidence. There is evidence. It's called a timeline. It's a chronology. It's circumstantial. You can put it together. You can say, okay, you got your oppo hit in July, and then comes a credible death threat against Pat Harrigan. And then Jeff Jackson, a month later or so, goes out and films a TV commercial in front of Harrigan's house in Hickory. And then a month after that, when the ad finally hits the air, then a bullet hits the house of his parents, which is like down the road, like a mile or two, whatever it is away. And the houses do kind of look the same according to the imagery. So that's circumstantial evidence. You've got an you've got. And, oh, and the last thing, Jackson pulled the ad. Out of an abundance of caution, he said, Jeff Jackson pulled the ad down and the campaign took the ad down. Why would you take the ad down? An abundance of caution and concern? Why? Why? What, what, what changed? Oh, someone took a shot at the house. Well, that would indicate that there might be some sort of a connection. That might even be considered what one might call circumstantial evidence, right? Sure. If if it's so obvious that the Jackson campaign takes the ad down, why can't the observer see it? Right? They might be related. They might. I'm not saying they are. I haven't proven it. I cannot prove it because we don't have access to the information that the cops do and they don't have somebody they've arrested or anything like that. But it's circumstantial evidence. The fact that the Jackson campaign took the ad down after the bullet went through the window and then it got publicized and then they took the ad down, that indicates that even they recognize that there might be a connection. And when you say there might be a connection, that's evidence. It's circumstantial, but it is evidence. I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but I feel like I have to because people are stupid. Okay. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at thepetecallanershow.com. You can hit me up on the Twitter machine as well, at Pete Calliner. And get the podcast. Never miss an entertaining or informative episode ever again. Let's go over to phones. Here's Dean. Welcome to the program. Dean, how are you? What do you say, Pete? How's it going? Going good, going good. good. So, Pete, just all honesty to your listeners, I'm a retired Green Beret, so I would think I had a personal dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need to know, like this morning, it was reported that Jackson rebutted this and said, oh, there was a picture of a house. It was from across the lake. I haven't seen the ads on TV. I don't know. Is there any truth to this is more misdirection in politics where it wasn't really the front of the house or What are we talking about? He says, right, so what the Jackson campaign has said is that the ad that he shot in front of Pat Harrigan's home 
has no connection whatsoever because it wasn't even the home that got shot. It was his parents' home down the street that got shot. Okay. That's the that's the the that's the the hair they're splitting. They're like, yeah, we went in front of Pat Harrigan's home, and I understand why they would go in front of the home. The ad was Pat Harrigan doesn't live in the congressional district. He this is his lake house, and he doesn't understand working people because he has a lake house, and uh, and and he doesn't live in the district. And here I am standing in front of the house. They shot that video in like September. They put the ad out a couple weeks later, and then right after the ad goes up the house of his parents gets shot at and that is nearby but they're both up in hickory and as i mentioned with harrigan like to me that indicates that somebody may have been watching the family and may have seen them move the kids from one house to the other house okay no no uh, typical politic word wording right. okay yeah, yeah, they're trying right because they're, they they don't want to have to acknowledge that that there's any connection whatsoever, but they kind of do acknowledge it by the mere fact that they took the ad down. No, but exactly, a hundred percent. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Okay. No All right. Problem. Yeah, Dean. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call, man. Good to hear from you. It's it, to me, it's not a. I'm trying not to use phrases that that could be triggering. I mean, sorry, inappropriate. Okay. I, I was going to say smoking gun, but it's not a smoking gun. It's not, but it is a piece of circumstantial evidence, right? That they know there's a connection there. Obviously, there's a connection because they took the ad down. Um, then there is, where is it? Da, 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 there was, uh, oh, is it is it back to, back to here? Oh, yeah, because they have Jackson, sorry, I, I, because Jeff Jackson has come out and condemned the attack on Twitter. He says, um, but, but it, it was absolutely an act of violence, and I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. At this point, we don't know who did this or why. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but whoever did this should be held accountable. Um, and then it says later on here, my opponent has since made a statement in which he calls this political violence. While there's no evidence for that, again, not true, and Jeff Jackson, of all people, a lawyer, he should know that, that there is evidence that it, that it might be uh, political violence, but we don't know for sure. There's not proof. But he says, I share his concern that political rhetoric is often far too hot. So there you go. So, like, this is the equivalent of, I'm sorry if you got offended, right? This is the equivalent of that. You share his concern that political rhetoric has gotten too hot far too often is is too hot. Dude, you say you say that he profits off of the murder of babies. And we all know that's the Democrat Party with abortion. Come on, like that's Okay. <laughs> but seriously, this is you say, oh, this is an admission that he saw and used the Sandy Hook massacre as a business opportunity. That's not how he saw it. He said your rhetoric, the Democrats' rhetoric about taking people's guns led to the surge in sales. You guys did that. And now you're blaming him for the thing you did. And what's worse is you're, blame, you're assuming that the motive was the deaths of children. It's, it's grotesque. It's unseemly. Or, to use his term, obscene. There was another article here. There was... Uh, 
I thought it was in this piece by the Charlotte Observer. I have two of their articles here, and I'm getting them confused. There was there was a rundown of, you know, oh, lots of stuff is happening. There's politics at its worst, and, you know, it's starting to get... Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. The news came after October 28th, the October 28th assault on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband at their San Francisco home. Right? So they, may, so they, so they tie this. The Charlotte Observer article that says there's no evidence, while ignoring all the circumstantial evidence, they then connect it to Paul Pelosi's attack, which I, I think also circumstantially is connected to political rhetoric. No? Okay, but maybe not. But they, they, they seem to think there's a connection. But what's also interesting, they don't mention, say, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the multiple swatting attacks on her home. You know what swatting is, where somebody calls 911 and sends the SWAT team to your house, claiming that they are you and that you've just murdered a bunch of people or something, you're going to kill yourself, and then they they send the SWAT team there. And the whole point there is to induce a negative interaction that leads to your death. I believe people who, who SWAT other people like that should be charged with attempted murder, because I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. She's been SWATted like a half a dozen times by now. Lee Zeldin, running for governor of New York, he's been... Uh, he, he was attacked with a knife at a rally, and then someone shot his home, right? No mention of those incidents. Just the Paul Pelosi one. Oh, Carrie Lake's campaign headquarters. They just got an envelope filled with white powdery substances. Not connected. No evidence.